Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for the presence of your blessed person of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're in our midst to teach us. You're in our midst to give us guidance and our midst to give us counsel. For you are the spirit of wisdom and you are the spirit of counsel. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Please have your seats. Amen. So you can see the wisdom in my instructions. When you sing the correct songs, Brother Tobias wouldn't have to lie. You know, so you sang about speaking in tongues. It suits our situation. So he can give his experience of how he came to speak in tongues. Yes, but if you sing about liking me, loving me, and going somewhere, you know, it doesn't suit the present situation. So the brother has to lie. You understand? Yeah, but so think more about speaking in tongues or other things. And um, I think it will help us. Another thing we need to banish is this preaching. Yes, because most of the people who come forward, they don't like me. And we have to be truthful to ourselves. So I think it's another thing we have to banish. Because I don't see how I'm coming to speak something you don't like. Teach something you don't like. And you are pretending, preaching, no. You know. So anyway, we'll think about it. Mercy. We're going to be, if we are going to go to heaven, we are all going to speak the truth. There are some people when I see them dancing, I always ask the Holy Spirit, please protect me. <laughs> Mercy. 
So you see, I start making myself busy around here. Like I have a lot of things to do. I don't have so much to do. <laughs> As I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit is protecting me. Mercy. So last week, and the song is long. You see, I want it to end in Mapema. Mercy. Striving for excellence. It's not a teaching you like so much. But I believe one or two people that are here tonight will be guided by the wisdom in this teaching. Amen. Last week I said that to strive for excellent or to be excellent is to be the finest the finest. Amen. If you are um, a computer wizard, you are the finest computer wizard. Do you understand? Yeah, north, south, west, east. They are looking for somebody. So I know one of the finest. I'm sure you've heard that statement being made before. You know, he's one of the finest. What they are saying is the person is one of the most excellent in a particular field. And I said to strive for excellence is to strive for perfection. To strive for perfection. To be excellent means to possess outstanding or superior quality. Unfortunately, many of us do not have superior qualities. Amen. There are different, I believe, armies in um, different countries. Uh, Ghana, we used to have commandos. Because we had a military ruler for almost 19 years. 11 years military, 9, no, 8 um, as a civilian, but the same person. Um, that's about 19 years. So when he was ruling as a military man, he had a special army called the commandos. So there's the regular army. And then now there is the commandos. Now, if you see the biceps of the commandos and you see the arm of the regular soldier, there's a difference. What it means is that there was a special elite group of human beings that had outstanding superior qualities that qualify for this particular army or um, aspect of the military. And then um, the Kenya Kenya ones will go this way. Because what the commandos can do, the regular um, military man may not do. Do you understand? So, to qualify to be a commando, you had to possess some superior qualities. Now, maybe we 
we are all grafted into the regular army. There's something known as the regular army. Yes. Um, that one, even if you were the last of the class, you can find space. You can find space as the drama, you know, as people are shooting, you, you are in the battlefield and you are drumming for the others as they are going to their death. You know, so there's a thing as the regular army. And then now there are special armies within the army. Do you understand? So when, um, I've forgotten which year, 19 what? When they captured uh, a plane that had a number of Israelis in Entebbe, they flew the plane down to Entebbe and they were held hostage. The Israeli army had to send their finest soldiers. You know, at that time, Idi Amin was playing here and playing here. You see? And then one morning they woke up and these hijackers had released all the other nationalities and they were keeping the Israelis as hostage just here in Entebbe. I watched a documentary where they sat down in Israel and had to decide how do we get our people out of Entebbe. Luckily, one of the soldiers had done some work in Entebbe before. Like he, he was a soldier in um, Uganda for a while. So he knew the topography of the airport. So they were watching the news and he saw, because they didn't even know where the people were being kept. But he saw a building and he said, no, this is the airport, the old airport. So immediately they began to make plans how to get into Entebbe, release their people, take them out before anybody could be aware. Now, you don't send a regular soldier to do that. Do you understand? I think the, the whole operation took less than 15 minutes. Touchdown, releasing everybody had to take less than, they, they, they had a certain amount of time in and out, you know. So they, they got into the airport and they camouflaged themselves as though they were Idi Amin's um, convoy. And that's how they got hold of their people. They killed the hijackers, got their people out, flew the plane from Entebbe. They landed in Nairobi here to refuel. And Idi Amin was not happy that um, they fueled the plane here. And as a matter of fact, I think they even killed some Kenyans and, uh, as retribution for that just here. So a mission like that, you don't send regular soldiers. The soldier that has sat in the office until he has a huge pot belly. They are those ones. They are office soldiers. You know. Now that's the guy. He has. If you look at that, that, that particular Afande. He has no superior quality. Apart from sitting behind the desk. Now you. People's lives depend 
on such a person and you are saying, guy, go and release our people under 15 minutes. Afande is panting. Do you understand? And then the guy had, the last time he ran was when he was chasing his wife for sex. He is the guy who is to now go without outstanding superior qualities and says he's going to free um, um, hostages under 15. He's not going to be able to do it. That is why, child of God, listen carefully. Until you develop certain superior qualities, you cannot be useful for certain things. I'm going to say it again. Until, if you hang around the church and all you are is kawaida, you cannot be useful for certain missions. Many people want to do or to be useful for certain missions or tasks and they have no superior quality that qualifies them for that mission. Are you listening to me? If you're going to be a missionary, you must have some superior qualities. Yes. In fact, if you're even going to be a pastor, you must have some superior qualities. Are you listening to me? So, that is the journey of excellence where you see somebody walking in uh, outstanding and superior qualities. And then I said to be excellent is to be eminently good. You're good at something. Yes, we're not talking about being eminently good as, uh, as in good as a person. Do you, do you understand what we say? Oh, he's a good man. She's a good woman. No, not that kind of good. Eminently good is like you're good at something. Careful. Ask your neighbor, what are you good at? Have they answered you? Some people are only good at gossips. Yes. Some people are only good at backbiting. Yes. If you ask them, what are you good at? They are are not good at anything apart from, you know, backbiting, gossiping. Some people are also just good in creating divisions. Yes. Creating divisions, creating confusion. But if you look for any other quality, does she read two books in a month? She doesn't read anything. She's just very good at creating confusion. You can just see that. Because even being able to read books is a quality that somebody can possess or not possess. Do you understand? If we come to the church, you ask some people, what are you good at? Some people are only good at shouting at other people. Yes. The, 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 the thing they are good in doing is shouting at other people. Yeah. If you ask them, what else are you good at? They don't know. 
Some people are good at just fornicating. Oh yes. Some people are just good at masturbating. Yes, they, they have world cup in masturbation. Yes, it's, it's the one thing they can do mindlessly without giving. I mean, they are skillful at it. Yes, it, it takes skill to masturbate yourself. Woman or boy, I, don't look at me like that. I'm going to say it. Yeah, it takes skill because something that should come out by a certain natural order of stimulation you are using your hand with skills to that Charlie won't you come out come out you you okay so some people are just good at masturbation you don't like what I'm saying I'm saying it so that some can be delivered from this unfortunate spirit yes Yes. If I tell some of you the reason why you're not advancing and the reason why the devil seems to be constantly messing your lives, you may think I'm just being too something. If you're a young man, one of the cardinal things that marks you out is greatness. When it comes to, for example, women, we may not talk about greatness. They understand. When it comes to women, we'll talk about glory. When it comes to a man, we're talking about greatness. Do you understand? And one of the spirits or one of the things that can reduce your greatness to zero is this spirit of self-stimulation. Yes. So some people are just good at that. Amen? Even if you don't say amen, it's fine. I've delivered my message. Yeah. They are not good at speaking in tongues. They are just good at masturbation. Hmm. One young man, I think it was a Ghanaian testimony, he masturbated until he collapsed. Imagine being good at something until you can collapse when doing it. Yes. But he got his deliverance. The thing about people is, let me tell you something. I'm a pastor. Yes, and I've pastored for many years. I know what destroys people. Yes, I know what messes up people's lives. Yes, I know what opens demonic doors into people's lives. And when I teach, I teach from the premise of experience, not just, oh, he's saying something, you know. A lot of, there are things I say, they come out as funny, but I don't intend them to be funny. I don't know if you understand. But somehow they sound very funny, you know. So, if you think it's, listen, when you open a door, that you shouldn't open. It's not just one guy that is going to enter. Once, for example, you open the door for the spirit of lust. Another spirit that like follows the spirit of lust, pole pole, and enters through that door is the spirit of poverty. How? 
you're going to use all your money to buy condoms to satisfy last. As you are buying condoms with your little money, you're broke. You're also going to give the girl some money. You too, your salary is 10000 So it's not one spirit that came through the door. Are you listening to me? Diverse spirits have come to help this, fall, this leader. Let me call him the leader. Do you get it? To execute different aspects of distraction that has been programmed against you. So maybe you think, oh, it's only, it's only masturbation. But that's the leader. Yes, other things have entered with him to execute and to do something else in your life. One of the reasons you don't have strong young men spiritually is this one problem. Yes. You can't be spiritually strong with that habit. Do you understand? Yeah. If I diagnose the problems of this church for you, you will be surprised. Yes. If I'm giving 10 young men, if, for example, 10 young men New walk through these doors of the church every month. Ten, just off the top of my head, ten new young people walk through the door of the church every month. Seven out of the ten have problem with masturbation. Then I'm supposed to take these seven and do something with them. Do you understand? Then to begin with, they, they don't even care. Come and pray. Come and pray at turning point. Break certain things. The seven out of ten, you see maybe one out of the seven once in a while. How do you even get to get somebody from that zone of being spiritually dead to now active, mighty, strong, anointed, and empowered? Nobody can help you because first of all, you see, when that leader came, another leader that came is the leader, the spirit responsible for spiritual laziness. So when you hear prayer, then the guy in charge of spiritual laziness says, hey, you are not going. What kind of prayer meeting starts at 5.30? My, my friend, Lala. 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 Yes. So, the leader is there, but then he, he has the help of other spirits yes, to keep you in that particular condition. So, it's a spiritual situation most people find themselves in. Yes. Huh. Anyway, we are not in turning point, so it was a by the way. I was just saying that some people have... Um, Excellence in masturbation. Hey, don't be offended though. The teaching of your, the word is your deliverance. Seven times we are encouraged to be excellent and perfect. Do you remember? I gave you one. You can have a ministry that is good but not perfect. Your ministry is good but it ain't perfect. To be perfect is to have achieved excellence in your good ministry. 
So the ministry that is good now becomes excellent. Amen. Did I give you number two? You must strive for excellence because God desires excellent works. Yes, God desires excellent works. Before we get the other point for tonight, go with me to Psalms 16. Psalms 16, the verse 1 to 3. Mercy. The psalmist says, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extended not to thee. Look at verse 3. He says, but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. I'm, I'm going to establish a point here. In case you are wondering, why should he teach this? Well, is it possible that you have been dancing for five years, singing for ten years, ushering for fifteen years, and as we speak, the Lord has no delight in what you are doing. Why? Because to the excellent, he says, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. So God takes delight in any man in whom there is excellence. So I have established to you that God is excellent. And he does excellent things. That should make you know why right now I'm showing you that he also delights in the excellent. So you who sit in church. And you say well. I'm doing my best. I'm trying. And the pastor should be happy with. I am trying. No. Even God. Only delights. In the excellent. So your abysmal output which you want to receive a lot of praises wow you are a wonderful usher wow you there's no dancing star like you wow because when, when you clean the church the church is marvelous sunday i sat back there and before they called me, I noticed that the carpet was now clean. Yes. I just saw it. I saw yellow. I saw, I saw yellow. Yes, I saw yellow. I, and I said, ah, where is the yellow coming from? I said, so I, I paid attention. I said, ah, 
The carpet is, I can see yellow now. I've not seen yellow for a very long time. Oh, yes. I saw yellow on Sunday. I think before I was called. So, I, I, all throughout the day, all I was seeing was yellow carpet. I saw yellow for the first time. Yes. Previously, I have to accept what I was given. Do you understand? Yes. But you see, excellence doesn't have to, if, if something is excellent, it doesn't have to announce itself. All eyes will see that this thing is excellent. Yeah. I used to wear black shoe and when I entered the office, it was like I came from the Kalahari Desert. And I've not walked anywhere. The only place I've walked is here, Apple. Oh, yes. I saw, like, I have literally traveled from Libya on my way to Sijiwe. Yes. So, truly, Sunday, when I finished, I actually inspected my shoes to see what I carried with me. Yes. I saw yellow, I, and the yellow is still in my, for me to say it, I saw yellow. Yes, if I didn't say it, see it, I wouldn't have said it. Yes, I saw yellow. And it was the first time I was seeing yellow in about years. Yes, many years. Yeah. So it's even the yellow ministered to me. Yellow is like, can you see me? I'm here. I've, I've missed you. Yes, but before, hmm. They used to wash it, is it every week? Yeah. Hmm. At the point I just got tired of talking about it. I said, Charlie, that's what they are giving you. Take them. You know, take them. And I took them until yesterday, a few days ago, I saw yellow. I said, no, something, there's something different about the pulpit. Yes. In fact, I think that's what first came to my mind. I said, ah, there's something bright about the pulpit. Yes. You know, so I thought maybe it's God's glory. <laughs> so I looked well. I'm not joking. I looked well. And then I realized, ah, there's something, but I couldn't. And then I saw the yellow, real yellow. I said, ah, it's the carpet. It's not the glory of the Lord. <laughs> it's the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> If you are not careful, you'll just be offended in this church for nothing. But you see, truth is one. Do you understand? Yeah. God told Cain, if thou doest well, will thou not be accepted? A lot of people, you know, they enter relationships with a lot of foolishness, a lot of garbage, a lot of nonsense. Then so, I'm looking for somebody who will love me the way I am. You are a fool. Nobody will love foolish things. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, the moment somebody tells you, I'm in love with you, and you're telling me, uh, but brother, before we go on, me, all my life, I'm just looking for somebody who loves me 
the way I am, it's, you are telling me that I'm not going to change, but you must accept me. I'm idiotic. Accept it. I don't shower. Accept it. I don't brush my teeth. As, who, who, who loves foolishness? Who loves nonsense? Nobody loves nonsense. You see, I realize that the only person who can love you, whether, listen carefully to me, whether you are nonsense, whether you are rubbish, whether you are foolish, whether you are gawo, whether you are uh, an imbecile, is your parents. If you see a mother taking care of an imbecile child, you will understand the love of God. I mean, the child is drooling, you know, the child is drooling, deformed, and you see the amazing love of a mother. If they bring you that drooling child, you'll be itching. But there's a mother with a handkerchief wiping the drool. Doing Only your mother can love you as foolish as you want to be or as nonsense as you want to be. No, I'm not your mother. <laughs> Do you understand? And then also your future husband is not your mother. There's something to learn here. So all of us, we are on a journey of change and a journey of transformation for a purpose. Otherwise, when you finish growing up as nonsensical as you want to grow up, then go and marry your mother. Because the love there is perfect. Do, do you understand? Yeah, but I'm not your mother. I, I'm going to be your husband. So you can't tell me that, oh, I, I'm looking for somebody who will love me the way I am. Hmm. Good luck finding such a person. Yeah. When a relationship is new, yeah, they'll love you with your nonsense. Yeah. But after a time, Charlie, you, you got to change it. Yeah. We don't like the way you talk. You got to change it. Is it now you have started frowning? Hmm. So, God delights, back to Psalm 16 verse 3, he delights in the excellent that are in the earth. You want your boss to be happy with you. Look at your, your output. <laughs> Look at what you're putting out. Look at how you're finishing assignment. So even a human being is never going to be happy as long as you're not, you're not excellent. God, he says, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. All of God's delight is in the excellent. Careful. Go with me to Philippians 1. Give me the verse 8 to 10. This is not motivational teaching. This is biblical teaching. God knows, give me the King James. For God is my record. This is now Apostle Paul. 
how greatly I longed after you in you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. How long I longed after you. Yeah. That is one desire of every pastor. God gives you a people and you long after them in the bowels of Jesus. Yes. If you're a pastor and you have never longed to see people do better than when they came to you, there's something lacking in your pastoral ministry. You must always long. I've always longed for people to become a better version of themselves. I've always longed for people to prosper more than they came to the church. They understand. I've always longed for people to be more healthier. That is working in divine health more than they came to the church. It's my longing for people. Do you understand? It's only lately I realized that no matter how long I long, it will not long. Yes. But even as I see that the longing is not longing, I still have a longing for one or two people. Yes, I still have a longing. I'm just showing you that it's a thing that comes with being a pastor. If you are called to be one, you would always want to see the people God has given you doing better. Do you understand? Yes. You would always want to see that. So, Paul was telling the church that God is my record. Yes, and even what I've said about myself, God is my record. Yes, that I have longed to see people prosper. I'd longed to see people doing well. Do you see? And then he says, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Verse 9. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more. Your love. You are seated in the church without love. You are seated in the church and you are loveless. Many people, the only thing they love is themselves. Oh, yes. The only thing they love is themselves. You can tell who loves God and you can tell who loves themselves. Anybody who loves themselves, anything that is com- will inconvenience them, don't talk about it. Come and clean the church, 6 a.m. You will only see a genuine lover of God who in spite of inconvenience will go out of their way to do something for God. There are some people when they had places around here. They'll clean the church. Today they don't have a place around here. Cleaning the church, Charlie, look for your cleaner. I'm not your cleaner. So if you were foolish, at that time you say, oh, they love God. They love the church. It's not true. It is a better trade. You give me a place, I'll be cleaning here for you. That's not love. That is selfish interest. Yes. 
If you like, be offended. I don't care. Am I not teaching the Bible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me a place. Uh huh. What, what do I do? I'm here now. Like, okay, they said this place has to be. Let me clean it. Yes. Now you don't have a place or you don't even have leadership. We will know if you love God or not. It's so clear to see. Yes. And you see, when you begin to walk in true love, you will see that a lot of things that you will do will be voluntary. Nobody will tell you, do this, do that, do this, do that. I tell the story of a woman that married a man. And every morning, before this man will leave the house, he will make a long list of chores. Wash my clothes. Iron the clothes. Prepare this number of food. Clean the house. Do this. A long list of chores. And then... He will go to work. When he returns in the evening, and by mistake, the wife was unable to do one chore or the other while day. She will not hear the last of it. So as time went on, the husband died. And one of the things you should know, young men, is that when you are a wicked husband, you are likely you will die. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I can just say it like that. Like if you're a very wicked husband who is, um, you, you are into meanness. Do you understand? Is it God is just. God is just. If God was not just, he wouldn't go and deliver his children from the hands of Pharaoh. For some strange reason, if you end up a mean husband, you know, your wife came and put the plate there. He said, woman, carry this plate. You, when you are that kind of a husband, I can promise you that you will die. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's God's way of showing. You don't know who the woman is to God as well. Do you understand? So for some years, God will allow you to do your nonsense. Yes. And then after a time, you see that he said, oh, it's time to free my daughter from this bondage. Yeah, you see that you are going to join your ancestors. Yes. So, yes, Nabal had to die for Abigail to experience the joy of being married to a wise man because she married a fool. Do you understand? She married a fool. And all the years of being married to Nabal, she knew that Nabal was a fool. Do you get it? So, don't end up as that kind of man who, you know, you always finam to women. You, 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 you squeeze and I, I, I don't know how to put it. Like you, you, you suppress. Yes, the word I'm looking for is you are a suppressor of women. You will die. It's a free advice anyway. Yeah. You can take it or not take it. Yeah. Have you heard that? They said husbands die before their wives. For some reason, I don't know. This may be one of the reasons. Yeah. Huh. Yes. So be good even in your marriage. Do you understand? So that God doesn't have to fight you to deliver somebody he loves from your hands. 
I don't know if you understand what I'm saying to you. Yeah. So, this woman's husband died. And then, she got married to another man. This man doesn't write lists when he's going to work. Do this. Pick my clothes from the laundry. Make sure this is done. Go here. Pick money. Pick check. Do this. And then, we'll be tight if you don't. So one day, she was cleaning the house after the husband had left. And she came across one of the lists of chores that her former husband used to write. A long list. So she started weeping. She looked at it. She wept. And she says, how wonderful. Today, I do all these things for my husband, not because he orders me to do them. I do them willingly because I love him. And by the way, all the things she was doing were the same thing that the other husband like a slave master used to write down for her to do. So when she saw the old note, it hit her how that here I am doing it because I love him. I love him. Do you understand? These are the two ways things are done. Yes, these are the two ways things are done. That is why when Whatever you do is not accompanied by willingness. And I can also tell you something about willingness. If you are not willing and never willing, it's also because God has not made you willing. Pastor, what are you saying? Yes. The same Philippians will tell you that it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. To will and to do. So whenever there's willingness, there's always to do. What, do, what must I do? There's always to do. Are you listening to me? So, <laughs> careful. There are seasons you think some people were willing you only have to look at the circumstances around their lives and you ask, like for example, um, Eric, let's say, Eric lives in Landimawe. Do you understand? The church is in Landimawe, isn't it? The church is in Landimawe. So from his house here to the church is two minutes. So he comes here and he cleans. You can't say that is willingness until the day God has moved him from Landimawe and he's living in Runda. Let's see if you come and still clean the church. So you can tell the willingness of a person not by their circumstances. I've realized that people's circumstances can easily be used to deceive you. I've said it. It's too hot. It's too hot. Back to Philippians 1. So your love, Paul is praying for them. 
that their love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. This is one thing that modern Christians do not have. How to abound in knowledge and in all judgment. What do we mean by in all judgment? Something has happened. Your ability as a believer to tell that this is wrong, this is right, is what the Bible talks about, judgment. Yes. And you see that a lot of people don't have judgment in the house of God. And they don't have judgment because they are very partial. If you're a kikuyu, everything that you have done is correct. And if you check out the person with that judgment, is a kimani, or is a kamau, or is a njoroge, right? Or you are low. Everything you have challenged is correct. Is correct. If you go and check who is giving that judgment, it is an oluoch. It is an otieno. Right? So our judgment is clouded by our partialities most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Now, to have right judgment is somebody who has put God's word above all forms of sentiment. Yes. You put God's word and the standard of his word above all sentiment. Then you can easily tell this is wrong, this is right, this is not right, this is good, this is not good. You have good judgment. Amen? Verse 10. That ye may approve. Go back to verse eight, 9. If you do not have, watch this, knowledge and judgment, you will never be able to approve anything. That is the fault of phlegmatics. They can never call wrong, wrong. Right, right. Good, good. Bad, bad. Like, a good old, you know, good old, with the inside. That's now the attitude of phlegmatics. Do, do you understand? Yes. It's the attitude of phlegmatics. Yes. If you like, hug the wife of a phlegmatic. He's the one who now is going to ask you, you like hugging a young man, isn't it? Yeah, okay. It's all right. Yeah. He's a phlegmatic. He cannot approve what is. He, he has no approval. Like, he cannot just give an approval. And that's because the person, verse 9, verse 9, is devoid, first of all, of knowledge and judgment. Because from judgment, you can give approval. So verse 10, he says that ye may approve things that are excellent. He's writing to the church. So right in the church, there are things that should be excellent. And there must be people that approve excellence. There are people who pretend they are cleaning the church. 
they pretend. It's what I've seen it with my eyes before. A whole human being, God has put 32 teeth in their mouth and put wired a brain and put it there, covered it with a skull for their protection. And then the brain is divided into several segments. A whole human being comes to church and sees dirty water, sees dust, and the human being really starts arranging seeds on top of dust and wants to do it quickly before somebody with good judgment comes. Are you listening to me? You see, right there, right there, if you are a child of God and you're seeing something, I, I came to church. What I'm saying, I've seen it once, I've seen it twice. And for the life of me, I could not believe. This is the church. The house of God. A place where the Holy Spirit is to come. I have come. And I've seen death. And I said, hmm, I pretend I, I know Siam. You see him? You, you see him or you know Siam? I know Siam. Carry seats and starts arranging seats on top of death. Sometimes in the water. Hoping that the water will dry before the church members will come. So much is wrong with our hearts. Because now, you see, for God to bless you with a lot of things, a lot of us don't know that it is hinged on how well you love his house. Search the scriptures. Don't take my word for it. Search the scriptures. Otherwise, let me tell you something. You will live in Shorimoyo. You will live in Mabati. You will live in whatever. Because in your heart, that's the same thing you wish for God's house. David desired the best for God's house. I pity people who come to church. I, I pity people. They come to church. You see, they'll sit in one spot. They'll eat uh, njugu. They'll even do in the house of God. They'll eat, they'll, they'll peel ch- chewing gum and put, throw the paper. I pity people. They, they, or then after chewing, they stick it on the seat. The gods, the, the seat in the house of God. Not that. They drink Fanta. They throw butter. I pity them. Oh, no problem. You will admire Runda from far. You will admire Karen from far. Because the match you can do is, oh, that's where Karen is. That's the match. Because you treat with disdain the house of God. So you have come. The church is dirty. In your mind, like in your mind now, One of these days, God will start collecting his brain from certain people. Yeah, like he will just come. He said, you are not using it. Give me my brain. Yes, he will just start collecting his brain. Because why would you not 
be able to approve things that are excellent. You've seen the place is dirty and the person is arranging and even playing preaching, arranging and even singing gospel song. Listening to podcasts and committing atrocities at the same time. It's what I've seen it with my eyes before. One time there was one sister who was arranging a seat in a dirty place and I came and I shouted. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I think later, L.P. Burial came and she had also seen the same and said, don't do that. Before I came, you see, if your judgment is correct, pertaining excellent things, you said it, the place is dirty, clean it. Then you left. Then I also came in and the person was arranging. If I also have what it takes to approve excellent things, I will say the same thing. I'll say, brother, let's clean the place first. Why? Because the judgment is of the same spirit, the spirit of excellence, which comes from abounding in knowledge and in judgment. So even if somebody else comes, a third person comes, and they'll they'll say the same thing, you are the only one who is not seeing the place is dirty. So, you will see that I've had a couple of, is it what I'm teaching you, you may think is a joke. I've had a couple of houseboys. And I get surprised. They clean my house. My house is clean. Top to down, clean. The day I enter their SQ, Simba. <laughs> one time I sent one houseboy away and I was having a guest. Someone was coming to train my dog. So I needed to clean the SQ for the trainer. When I entered the place, I could never believe it. The place, the place was so dirty, it surprised me that a human being was sleeping there. Meanwhile, the same human being is who keeps, keeps my house clean. So I asked myself, where is the wisdom in living this way? And I could only find one reason why a person will live like that. So, I had, it took me a whole day to clean. I had to clean the walls with water and soap because the, a wall that was white was now brown up to a certain level all across. I had to scrap every place. And the person living there keeps my house. That's how you know a pretender. That's how you know a pretender. Yeah. 
You can keep this place clean, but you can't keep your room clean. You're a pretender. Oh, yes. You are attempting to give what you don't have. Hannah, you are attempting to give what you don't have. And I've seen it over and over. One houseboy, he turned the sulfuria into black, looking like this. Trousers Rachel is wearing black, the sulfuria, from like out and inside. And he was eating from the same sulfuria. It's like he never cleaned the sulfuria. He'll come and cook in it, remove whatever he can remove from the top of it, cook in it. By the time I saw that sulfuria, it was black. Black. Oh, Apostle, you was easy, Jiko. We Jiko. I'm talking about if you cook ugali, you, it leaves um, a base. Yeah, so the base is black. Do you understand? So when next he's cooking, I think he just puts water, osha, 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 and throw away, and then cooks again. I'm talking about that level of blackness, black upon black upon black. You iron my clothes. Your clothes are never iron. Pretender. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. You see, I'm teaching you something that there's something wrong with how we have been thinking and doing the things that we do. Something terribly wrong. And you see, no matter how offended you are at what I'm teaching, if you meet another man in whom there is the same spirit, you would also be offended at him. The only person who will not offend you is somebody like you. I said the only person who will not offend you is somebody like yourself. If you don't like showering before you go to bed, your wife also doesn't like showering before you go to bed. Which of you is going to be offended? Nobody. You are dirty, I'm dirty. You are smelling, I'm smelling. Will she offend you? No. But she is clean. I saw a video and the wife said to the husband, get up and go and shower. Shower. Don't, don't lie here. Get up. Get up. Go and shower. You see, she's clean. The man is dirty. And she cannot lie on the same bed with him smelling and stinking. I'm pitying. She said, get up and go and shower. And when a woman starts making such a noise, you know that even the sleep will leave you. 
So he had no choice but to get up and go and shower. That's you only is it that's what I'm telling you. The only person who will not offend you is somebody like yourself. Two dirty people can be in a relationship comfortably. Oh, now you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are becoming offended. I said two dirty people can be in a relationship comfortably. I don't find fault with you, my love. You two, you don't find fault with me, my love. You see, a problem comes in when one is different and will not accept a low or inferior output from the other. You just see there will be a problem right now. Yes. <laughs> there are some people I know why their relationship will work. Birds of the same feather. <laughs> They are flowing. Best of the same feather, they flow together. Let's not say it's the original. They flock together. They don't understand flock. They flow together. Yes. Best of the same feather, they flow together. Yes. Mercy. Yeah. And that has been my problem for years. Yes. I've pastored people who had no desire to be like me. So we are always at a loggerheads. Yes, we are fighting. Yes. When I was in Accra, I asked myself, me at all, when shall I know peace? Yes. That's when I decided to, I will know peace by fire, by force. Yes. If you wonder, so what, what is he teaching us? Listen to this. If you have the same judgment, knowledge, judgment, and approval, it prevents you from becoming insincere and offended that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Now, because you don't have it, you are pretending. And the day somebody holds the mirror in front of you, see yourself, then you become offended. Many people who get angry, who get offended at my training, at my discipline, they sooner than later discover that they missed out on important lessons if they are going to be honest with themselves. Because if you ever are unfortunate to work under a high-performing boss, you see that you have met another apostle in the office. And you wonder, Connie, I moved from frying pan into fire. The spirit produces the same output 
And you may even be surprised that this patrol is not even, he's not even born again. But this, his discipline about time, this, he, he doesn't like this. He's, he's like this. He wants things done a party. You see, you will learn it, but you see, what I feel for you is that what you could have become by providence, where God placed you, you already lo- lost out on it. Everything I've gone through is what has positioned me where I am today. Everything you're going through is positioning you somewhere. There are some people it will position them in poverty. Yes. Or it will position you in, a, in something great and better. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So that if you want to be sincere, right is right. Do you understand? Have a good approval of excellent things. When Mandela does something, Odo will chastise Mandela. Jacinta will do the same thing. Then she will speak and so we'll talk in the house. Right? So you see, I'm not saying she does that. I'm, I'm giving a classic example. So you see, her judgment, her approval is not sincere. Mandela has done it. It's wrong. I expect her to say the same when Jacinta does the same thing. One day I called Odo. I was angry. I said, Odo, are you telling me you don't know that Jacinta is pregnant? She has been in this church when others were pregnant. I said, Apostle, I don't know. Apostle, I said, are you telling me you don't know? So, Apostle, um, there is only one time I remember Jacinta came to my place and I offered her tea and as she drank the tea, I thought she, she doesn't remember what she told me, but I'm, I remember. When she, I offered her the tea, she was not able to drink the tea. And I said, as experienced as you are, you couldn't tell when a woman who can drink tea cannot drink tea anymore. (laughs) A whole career of nations. Then I moved my firepower to the real person. And I commanded her to leave the house with this one to go and check that she's pregnant. Yeah, you think I'm the one who put it there. <laughs> we were all going to be here. We're all going to be here. We're all going to be here. One day, Rachel will be leading praises. You know, uh, uh, Every branch that best, and then we'll see somebody's baby drop. Boom. People say, Jacinda, when were you pregnant? When were... Yeah. Even when I made that move, I did it to help her. Because even though she denied having a net, 
I also moved in to save her. He said, there's nothing I have done to shame anybody. Never. I will never do it. Yes. Because I was watching for months. For the day they'll come and tell, Odu will come and tell me with this girl that my sister has messed up. I, it wasn't coming. And I also knew that they will come. You have to explain where the baby came from. <laughs> so again, I had to move in. And escalate the issue so it's done, it's done. Because listen, you are going to make mistakes. You will make mistakes. You will make mistakes. After that, she became free. She hasn't given me an offering for that. What I did. She has never given me an, an offering for that. After that, she became very free. Yes. And then now we could see the roundness. But before the roundness was being prevented. Yes. So I had to, before damage is done to the baby, I had to move in. You see, somebody seated without wisdom will say, oh, you see, why is it disgracing? No, I had, you see, some of you one day, see beautiful girl, she would have come and her leg was like this. What is wrong? They have tied the stomach till they tied the legs. So I freed her legs and I freed her arms and I freed her head and I freed her stomach. <laughs> I'll sit there. The center will pass and I'm like, see Mumu. You think, say, I don't know. The one day I was just walking in my house. I don't know what happened. I got angry. And I called Odoo. I started from Odoo because she can take my fire. There are few people in this church who receive my firemen with wisdom. Tobias. Odoo. Yes. Off the top of my head. Two people off the t- who can receive my fire. And I, I even feel like, did I even fire? Yes. Odoo and Tobias. They'll receive my fire and I look like a fool. And then there are people, they, you don't even have to make it fire. One, one sentence. Yeah, you start seeing that they are faced, they are color, they, they were black, their color becomes red. It's it just instant changes, you know. So, it's not for, listen, wisdom, the Bible says wisdom is profitable to direct. Careful. So, you can see that God, Psalm 16, he delights in those that are excellent. You're seeing that Philippians is telling us that we must approve things that are excellent. (laughs) I'm waiting for excellent Basanta leaders. Yes. How many points do you have? Three. You must try for excellence so that the imperfect aspects of your ministry will be done away with. It's about to go down. You must try for excellence 
so that the imperfect aspects of your ministry will be done away with. Stop telling yourself lies. Some people even lie to themselves and they say, I'm the best thing that happened to me. (laughs) I'm the best thing that happened to me. Stop lying to yourself. Because there are people, because of the lack of excellence, they are not happy with their lives. You know, some of you who look for people to blame, eh? deep down, you're looking for somebody to blame, but deep down, the person you are not happy with is yourself. Some of you have sat alone and you've asked yourself, why am I like this? The sincere ones begin to genuinely change. The insincere person begins to look for who to blame. Are you listening to me? There are things that are imperfect in your life, your ministry, your calling. Stop looking at yourself and telling yourself false stories. When somebody looks at me, And tells me, I did my best. (laughs) Come, let me show you the best. Yeah. You see other people doing, and even the people doing something we call the best or excellent, they are not even satisfied. You haven't even done a quarter. And in this environment, because there is not excellence, I've done my best. When you have done your best, the next thing is you are on your way to heaven. Go go home now. Elijah cut short his ministry because of one thing. Elijah told God, these guys are after my life. They've killed all your prophets. I'm the only one left. And even now, they are seeking after my life. God said to Elijah, the ministry is over. Go, anoint Hazel King, anoint Elisha, anoint Jehu, and after that, we'll meet somewhere. That's how Elijah's ministry ended. Why did God say Elijah come home? It's because God told Elijah, I have 7,000 other prophets. Every pastor must know that there are 7,000 others. The reason people toy with positions, access, is they think I'm the only one. Is the one thing that's wrong with a lot of Christian marriages. Yeah? Where Christian wives know that, oh, my husband cannot dis- divorce me. He's born again. You know? He loves Jesus. He's a pastor. He can't divorce me. Yeah? So they play the buffoonery. You know? Is the one thing that's wrong with Christian marriage. 
But where you know that tomorrow, if he is an unsaved lawyer man, he will bring another woman. You see that you have to up your game. Do you understand? You have to, you have to keep your game. Oh, he cannot divorce me. Yeah. And that's the one thing that's wrong with a lot of Christian marriages or even pastors' marriages. Yes. Because the balance of power shifts the moment you marry. Yes. Women are powerless before they marry and they become more powerful after they marry. Yes. So those of, when you are dating, you are thinking you are dating a helpless girl. You are dating a mumuda. You say, come here at seven. She's there. You see, before all women marry, they are very helpless. Then the moment you say, I do, they get power. That helpless chick is the one who now decides, I don't want this person to come to my house. You'll be wondering, but when you were dating, you were very hospitable to, yeah. The moment balance of power shifts from the man to, because women can't marry themselves. Get the point now. Yeah, so they are helpless so you can marry them and then they become powerful when you have married them. Careful. Yeah. Those of you who are deceived by seemingly humbleness and humility is because you are new. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, many people marry based on what has been shown them. I'm humble. I'm flowing. I'm likable. Yes. And the moment you marry, the balance of power shift. She has no need now to beg you. So now you see the real Rachel. There is the real Rachel. Yes. When she's dating, whatever she's showing you is the challenge is offside. Offside. Opposite. Then now when the ring is there, you see the real girl. You now you'll be surprised. If you don't be a, be a pastor and have counseled people, one of the statements you hear from married couples when they now face dissonance after marriage is a man who sit there and said, I thought I knew you. I never knew you. You will always hear that statement. You will always, always hear. I thought I knew you. I thought I knew you. And then the girl will also tell the guy, I thought I knew you. I thought I knew you. I never knew you. It's always one statement you hear in every counseling. That's when you know that, yeah, Charlie, people are not people. Mercy. So there are imperfect aspects of your ministry. Do you get it? When those imperfect aspects are being corrected, don't be offended and don't be too proud. Many people like to keep their imperfections. They tell themselves, my imperfect uh, perfections is what makes me beautiful. You're a fool. <laughs> Do you understand? And to prove a point, they'll go and play that song. The, John Legend, Yes. They'll go and play that song to comfort themselves. What was the song that 
there's imperfect something. All of me loves all of you. Love your perfect and imperfections. Love your perfect and imperfections. Then they'll comfort themselves with this song. Somebody's son is going to love me. And he's going to love my perfect and my imperfections. Wait, you wait forever. <laughs> Correct your imperfections. Are you listening to me? And do it, do it knowing that it is biblical for you to correct your imperfections. Since you started cooking, you have not manage salt. Salt management is your problem. Why would you sit there and say, somebody's son is going to love my imperfect cooking. Food that is salty. Every salt in Lake Victoria enters your food. Love your curves and all your edges. That one will love it. Yes, that one will love it. Will love your calves. Will love your edges. Come on now. And then, as for this one, all your perfect and imperfections, that's where the problem is. Okay, uh, Pastor, you know what you are saying doesn't make sense. No problem. No problem. Sam is going to build a house. He has gone to the architect to design his house. Say amen. And then the architect has designed a house and since Sam says, I have a friend of mine who is also an architect. So he takes the design to a friend of his. Right? And then the friend looks and says, oh, these dimensions are not perfect. It can cause a problem in your building. Then Sam says, you know, one of the things that characterizes my life is the fact that my life is made of perfect and imperfections. Even my building is all right. If there's a little imperfection, you will be surprised. If he goes ahead and builds his house or mansion with that little imperfection, a little while, and that small imperfection can bring an entire structure down. At that time, he has poured in millions. What was he unwilling to do? To correct an imperfection. So, one imperfection you left in your life can bring the entirety of your entire life down. Because of an imperfection, you decided it it is what makes me colorful. What will I be if I remove this thing? People know me as a bad girl. What would, what would my life be if I remove this? Don't remove it. The day the building comes down. I saw a picture of a building. A, a nice building. And it was the pillars in the front. Everything came down. And I think the person wrote, when you do a project with somebody, says, I know somebody. You know, some, I know somebody who can do it cheaper. Yes. You see those be, I know somebody who can... I know somebody who is much cheaper. Yes. <laughs> You're not going for perfection. 
You're not going for excellence. You're going to, that's why the people who cut corners, you, you like cutting corners. You like cutting corners. The thing requires, the first day I ever cleaned this church, I was shocked. Because I used to see them clean the church. And then I decided to clean the church. I was shocked how they used to clean the church. I realized that to clean this place and to have it clean well requires buckets and buckets of water. I used to see them doing dry cleaning. So when I cleaned the church, I said, what have they been doing? There are times I I will walk in the church and I see a place is black. It's black. The place has collected dust. When I cleaned the church and then I realized what the thing was. There was not enough water to sweep the dust, the, the dirt from off the ground. I mean, if I'm doing something for God, that will bring a blessing. I'd rather I do it excellently. Yeah? That's why to cut corners in God's house, it deprives you of blessings. Do you understand what I'm saying? A choir that does rehearsals on their bed. Dancing stars that does rehearsals on their bed. I mean, what, what effort is God looking at to bless you? What effort? What effort? Are you listening to me? So, there are imperfect... Remove the curves and the edges. There are imperfect parts. I used to come Sunday morning and help the singers and correct them. And they got tired of my corrections. So they came up with a plan to eliminate me. They eliminated me. Like right in front of my eyes, they eliminated me. I, I used to sit here, they'll play the song, then they sing. Then I said, no, no, it doesn't sound like. Then I said, get the original song. Then they'll play the original song. I said, you see, there's a difference. Sing, sing it like this. Sing it like that. Then they came up with a plan. The way they eliminated me, me now, I saw professionalism. Yes, that's the only place. They eliminated me wonderfully. Yes. So, then they'll be singing their thing. I'll pass, going to the washroom, and they'll be looking. We hope he doesn't come here. We hope he doesn't come here. He shouldn't come here. We, we have eliminated him. And I could sense that they, they used a lot of skill to eliminate me yes. from the rehearsals. Yeah. Since then, I don't correct any song. Yes. I don't correct any song. And see, I have not lost. You have lost because you could be better and you could be far better and you would have removed the imperfect aspects of your ministry, but you don't like it. You like the curves and the edges that comes with perfect and imperfections. 
too something. As I'm teaching, that's what people are thinking. He's too something. You see, he's too something, you will never become perfect. We used to have a pianist. And even though he pretends he's playing, I know deep down in my heart, even though Pastor Edwin disagreed with me at one point that the guy was playing nothing. At that time, we had a small piano. We had a small piano. I have an ear and and eyes, I have, I have the ears of an, I have the eyes of an eagle. What I can see, eh, I, you can't see it. We used to have a smaller piano. <laughs> so he was always complaining about the keys. You see, you have a problem when you start blaming the tool. And he went on. So one day I brought one of my sons from Ghana to Kenya. He played the same piano. We didn't go to high or rent another piano. And the environment was different. The same piano. When the young guy came and you see that Charlie, there's a master on the keyboard. Me, if it was me, I would have gone and sat cooler. And see, what is this guy? Because you should be able to tell that, Charlie, there's a difference. Or that there are levels. The guy was still fighting to play. I saw that. That's, that could have been an opportunity for you to remove some imperfections from your ministry. This young man, and he sank and played the piano. I enjoyed that piano that I was told is the problem in the church. All of a sudden, somebody comes and there was no problem. I said there was no problem. Some of the best football coaches, those of you who think that, oh, for me to correct Rachel, what have I sung in my life? If I was you. Some of the best football coaches were useless in their own football careers. So you see, you have to see differently. The person may not have played. You see, Show me one coach in the world today who was as good as Messi. Pep was not as good as Messi. The guy played football. I think he got frustrated. He said, Charlie, I'll, I'll go and do coaching. None of the top footballers ever achieve certain heights in football themselves. But if that person is coaching you, you're probably going to come out as the best. So a lot of times, it's not because someone has achieved much in music so now, that's when I will listen to you. And the reason, you know, the reason we don't listen to Apostle is because he's not a singer. You don't get it. You don't get it. You know, if you're talking to us about praying, prayer, 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 we'll listen to him because he understands prayer. Or the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. Then we understand 
you got it wrong. You've got it wrong. If my dancing stars were connected to me, I'll sit down, I'll watch whatever dance they're doing. I can easily make them look so perfect. And I've waited for years just for an invitation. Apostle, you don't know how to dance, but come, you have eyes. If you tell me like that, as way of inviting me. I'm not going to be offended. Apostle, we know you cannot dance, but please come. We need some. Because somebody will sit down and the person will no, arrange this way. Put it. And then that next time you come, there's a wow factor. Anything you're doing and there is no wow factor, that means there's no excellence. Listen to what I'm coming to say. The seeing eye and the blind eye, the Lord God created them all. Let that sink in. The seeing eye and the blind eye, the hearing ear and the dumb ear, God created both. (laughs) Tell yourself, I have, God gave me blind eyes. So I need somebody who can see. He get, I'm not able to hear well. I need somebody who can hear well. The blind and the seeing eye, the dumb and the hearing ear, God created both. So all you perfect citizens of Love Springs... Let me tell you the, then I close. Let me tell you the consequence of not removing imperfect aspects. When you don't remove and work hard and remove imperfect aspects from you, your leadership, your ministry, your life, Something happens. Do you want to know what happens? Sooner than later, a perfect will come. What happens? Then you now have to remove the imperfect and you make room for the perfect. What happens? The imperfect that was removed will be offended. You were playing the Peña Peña piano with so much imperfections, right? And then we bought a new piano. And then around that time, a young man came to the church and the guy could play. So, um, excuse us, can you make way for brother to play? If God doesn't help you, that is your junction of elimination. And you see, again, God is even testing you. Can you even be humble enough and say, Charlie, if they said this guy is good, let me sit around and see and learn what I didn't know before. First Corinthians 13 verse 10. Look at this scripture. Look, watch this. I'm closing. Are you happy I'm closing? I'm closing. 
Look at it. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part, that is the one that is not perfect, shall be done away. When that which is perfect is come, what do you mean that we should allow your imperfectness to stay in the place where now there is a perfect that has come? (laughs) All in the name of, I have been playing this drum in this church for the last 10 years. Yeah. Something perfect has come. And this is not um, Steve and Sons Limited. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. That's why I make changes. I make changes. I make changes because when that which is perfect is come, something that is in part has to give way to the perfect. You see, you cannot say amen. <laughs> that is why to stay in one place, do the same things, believe that you are the best, you are not objectively assessing yourself. The day we make a mistake and we just tell one small girl, eh, come and sing happy birthday to you. Come, come, come. And she sings and we're like, if God doesn't help you, you start behaving like Saul. If that, when we close church, the girl needs security. Saul wants to kill David. I listen to me. Saul wants to kill David. Listen. Work on excellence. And then you have no fear of being replaced. You cook mashakula. This man eats your mashakula every day for 10 years. Then one day, somebody cooks for him and is like, hey, that which is perfect has come. But you, the cooker of the mashakula, you, you want the person to still eat the mashakula. Why are you not improving yourself rather? One man got tired of Mashakula and he brought in a lady to the house as a second wife. But she was not really like a second wife. You know, she was not like, it was even like the sister. So, he stopped eating the mashakula and started eating this 
Yes. And even though they were rivals, this wife was humble enough and after initial fightings and all, went to learn how to cook from this person. Because if it is my shakula, you will cook till we die. When that which is perfect is come. Yes. You see that you'll be removed and placed here because everybody admires excellence. They may not say it, but they admire it. So for a season, you are given an opportunity to improve. Go to all these government offices. There were people who entered with Form 4 living certificates. Yes. When the government thought of setting the department, they were the first people the government employed. They have never gone to do any course, to do any degree to improve themselves. And then when younger people come with degrees, with papers, with masters, then you see that the souls are now trying to sabotage them. When you don't perfect yourself and become a better version, you will enter the ministry of sabotaging the sources of others. You see that you are now a soul. Some of you are working souls in the church. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The moment another that is perfect has come, we hate you. Uh, We hate you. We want you to know that we don't like you. Yes. They will make it known to you that, Charlie, you are nothing. That's why I said that on Sunday, me, I saw the glory of the Lord around the pulpit. Yes. I saw it. Are you blessed? Rise up on your feet. One point at a time. I don't know what you have done with the previous point, but I've added one more. Remove the imperfections. Lift up your hands. Ah. Begin to glorify God for his counsel. It can take you far. It can become your elevation. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Jesus. Razanda Malaga Bredeska Pariadaya. Ile Marasum Bredeske Brahados Talamahazazas. Etare merendiria to capelia de azaza. Lembridus cuparia ezendia. Recapaya mandala mahandaya. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. The spirit of excellence. The spirit of excellence. Remove the part of us that stands in the way of excellence. Remove the part of us. That fights change and transformation. Remove it, O oh Lord. Thank you for your counsel 
of wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Yakanda la mazimbre des le copara adinda dosande iveri masundi di batalia yikopo la mama mabasanda baya ikame yenene malata izuzo mandezetele kibradusko paria adigles. Ekidu no malama kaparia daya, izandi kopolia dea, ekemara malandi rivaskia dabaha, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you, excellent King. Thank you, excellent Father. Thank you, Lord, that just as you are, you desire for us to be like you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. That there is one person here that has caught a revelation for life. Thank you that there's somebody, somebody here whose minds and heart you have touched to strive and move in the direction of excellence. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please do have your seats and take your offerings. Amen. What a blessing. Take your offering. Are you ready? Please be on your feet. Father, we thank you. Even as we have an opportunity to give in your presence in your house, I ask, Lord, for the abundance of blessing that comes upon a giver, the abundant, the abundant of blessing that comes upon the one whose hands are open. We receive it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please come with your offering. You are here as we lift you up. You are riding on our praise, being thrown over everything. You are seated in our place. This is prophetic, I can feel it in the air. We lift your praise and you change the atmosphere. With hearts open now, everybody's singing now. Oh. Turn it up, this sound of praise. Make it louder than any other. Lift him up and shout his name over Father, we receive these offerings. We bless, we sanctify it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen. Sunday, we're having our... Um, service but it starts at 8 30 isn't it yes let's keep that time i think some people are stuck at nine o'clock the service time starts at 8 30 amen um and then also we are reminded of our easter convention 
let's make noise. I think there is, uh, there, not I think, there is um, an advert, a video advert um, that is advertising the convention. Um, grab some and also um, invite somebody to the convention. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. May his angels watch over you. May you be secured in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.